We're up to Daf Chavhem at Beis. We're up to Meisve. So, just to remind us of what's going on, the Mishnah said that if a man marries a woman who's either a Zakena, an Islandess, or Shaina Royalelid, so the first opinion is that she doesn't drink because it's not a marriage that the Torah endorses. Because Purvu prevents you from marrying these women. Rav Eliezer said, but wait a minute, you could have a second wife and have children from the second wife, and therefore because this marriage conceptually is permissible, she should drink. But then the Gemara said, everyone agrees an islandist doesn't drink, even Rav Eliezer, who feels you can marry an islandist, but because the reward for being an innocent saita is having children, and because an islandist is born without the ability to have children, so... She's exempt. Due to technicality, she's exempt. So right now we're saying that according to Lakuli Alma, an islandist doesn't drink. The problem is, we're going to have a very long brisa that quotes basically all the halachas from our Mishnah and concludes that an islandist does drink. So how could you say that according to everybody, an islandist does not because v'nixa v'nizra zera, misha roi lazria pralailanish inarilazria. So how could you say an islandist doesn't drink? When this Brisa is going to clearly state that she does. Okay. So, Meisvei Avakasha. It's a very long Brisa. We'll run through. It's got many of the halachas that we... It's basically a summary. It's a medley of the last couple of The Mishnah says, Hamakana laurusasa. If you warn your erisa, or Shemeris Yavam, or if a man waiting to do Yivam warns his prospective Yavama, and then they seclude before marriage. So she secludes before Yivam, or she secludes before uh, Nisuin. They don't drink, right? We've had this before, and they don't take the Ksuba. Again, that's a man who married a woman who has a child that's under 24 months. You're not supposed to do that. It's an Isidur Abanon. says she doesn't drink. Why? Because our mayor feels that Chazal were very strict about this marriage, that this marriage they have to get divorced and they're never allowed to be together. So because they have to be divorced and they're never allowed to be together, used to say, You're not allowed to marry a woman who's pregnant or nursing until the baby's 24 months. And if you did, you have to divorce her, and you can never remarry her. So because this marriage is completely not viable from a rabbinic perspective, you're not going to drink. We're not going to want you. The whole purpose of drinking is because we want you to be innocent and be continued to be together. Rather, the marriage, you have to get divorced. The Chachamim. No, 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 no. This is because we're afraid that if she's pregnant, when the baby is under 24 months, the milk supply will be cut off for the new baby and she won't take care of the ex-husband's baby. What you're referring to is called havchana, which is you have to wait three months between marriage to make sure she's not pregnant. Once she's pregnant, then you're going to have to wait a couple of years. So the Mishnah then says, the Chachamim disagree. Yoitzi the Rabbanon disagree. They say, you're allowed to divorce her and take her back when the baby's 24 months. So because this marriage can be rectified, so to speak, this relationship, not this marriage, this relationship can be rectified, therefore she drinks. That's the Chamshidu. We have this in the Mishnah. If you have a young man who marries a woman who, who has become barren, or Zakena, or a woman who is past menopause. So you have a young man who has not fulfilled the mitzvah puravu, and he's marrying these women, and he does not have another wife, and he does not have children from a previous marriage. She doesn't drink. Again, that's the opinion of the Chachamim, because they feel that it's usher to marry these women. 
Eliezer says you could you could drink why because they could always get a second wife you could just get a second wife and have a child from the second wife and then this wife is completely viable. Avol hamakana la rusasai lushemeres yavam shalai umishenichsa nistera. But let's say you warn an erisa or you warn a shemeres yavam and then they seclude after nisuin. So we had this yesterday. Perfectly fine. Aishaisa aloy naitus ksuba. Perfectly fine, because you warned her after Erisin, but she secluded after Nesuin, so by the time she was a Sota, they were fully married. Me'uberes u'menekes atzmo. Let's say it's a woman, she's not pregnant from someone else's child, she's pregnant with your child. So you married a woman, she's pregnant, and then you divorce her and you remarry her. The halach is, they could drink. And by the way, the Mepharshim speak out, this is incredibly obvious, there's no chiddush, basically. The, 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 why, why wouldn't, basically, in other words, a woman who's pregnant could be a Sota. She's pregnant with your baby. So it's so obviously there's a flow, like Menekes Chavero, Menekes Atzma. Just uh, but the Mefarshim do speak out. The Chiddush of this is is that a pregnant woman would drink, even though there's a possibility she'll die and the baby will die. The halach is like all excommunication ex- executions. If a woman's pregnant, the, the baby dies too. That's just part of it. So it's, it's not really a chiddush. It's more just in the flow of the lashon. The Mishnah just wants to have symmetrical munekas chavero, munekas atzmo. The point is, there is somewhat of a chiddush that it's treated like other executions, but it's not really a chiddush. It's more the the Rishonim say it's more just there for the the flow of the Mishnah. Stylistic. Um, let's say you have this young man who marries a Zakena, but he already has a, another wife or he has children already, then it's Lekuli Alma fine because then even Rav Liezer's, uh, even the Chacham are okay with it. Fine. So we, we know that if you marry a Mamzer, it's a Lav. So we, we don't drink if it's a Lav because the marriage is not something that we endorse. What about a Mamzer who marries a Mamzeres? Perfectly mutter. So halach is eshes mamz la mamzer eshes in the sin eshes geva evim meshukher vaaylinis oishaisa oloi noitel suva. They drink. Now let's go through these cases. First of all, eshes mamz la mamzer. It's permissible. So what's the the gemara is going to ask? Why would I think they don't drink? Moms are marrying a mamzeris. That's what you're supposed to. That's 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 what, that's what they're supposed to marry. Okay, the gemara is going to address it. Nesin linesin eshes. So the 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 opinion of the mishnah is that they're Jewish. But they only allowed to marry other nesinim. Aishas uh, ger, that means a giyiris, uh, the, the wife of a ger. Okay, the wife of a ger drinks. Eved meshuchrar, that's another form of convert, someone who was a non-Jewish slave that became free, so they converted. Another, in other words, a convert drinks. The Gemara is going to ask exactly why you, it's a chiddush that a convert drinks, and an islandess drinks. Oh. The whole point of this entire kasha was that you told me yesterday in yesterday's daf that an islandist doesn't drink according to everybody because of an Zera and they can't have a child. So the Torah excludes them. This is an islandist drinks. Oh, Katani Mias. Islandist, it says an islandist drinks. Tiyofta de Rav Nachman. It's a kasha in Rav Nachman. So Amr Lech Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says very simply, Tanoi. It's a machlekes Tanoim. You're right. This brace is not like me. I was going with the other opinion. What opinion was I going? I know Dami Kartana. I was following Rav Shimon Alazar. I was saying the opinion of Shimon Alazar. Shimon Alazar says an islandist doesn't drink because the Pasuk says the reward for a woman who's innocent shall have a child. At least it has to be someone who could have a child conceptually. This woman was born without a womb. She can't have a child. So therefore, Shimon Alazar says an islandist is excluded. So Rav, Shem, uh, so Rav Nachman is saying, I was following Rav Shem Okay, unfair. Now the question is, 
If you hold not like Rishim and Alaza and you hold an island as could drink, what do you do with Vinixov and Israzera? Rishim and Alaza uses it to say it ex- excludes an islandist. But if you hold like the Rabbana that an islandist drinks, what do they do with Vinixov and Israzera? The Gemara says, Hi Vinixov and Israzera, my Rabbana, Hi Vinixov and Israzera, my Yavidle. What does he do with Vinixov and Israzera? So the answer is, It's used for the following price. That is a very famous price. Huh? And that is a machloikis as to what is the reward for an innocent sota. It's a machloikis tanoi, what is the reward? So obviously, we're all familiar with you'll have a child. What if she's barren? What if she's post What if she's someone who medically cannot have children? Not an islandess. She had surgery, and they said, you're not going to be able to have children. So, and then she's an innocent. Will she have a child? It's a machloikis tanoi, and how each tana uses Vinixa Vizera differently. Mishadag, uh, I'm sorry. Look at the Tanya. The Nix of an Israzer, if she's innocent, she'll have a child. What does it mean? If she's barren, she'll have a child. So Rekiva says, meaning, if she, her whole life, wasn't able to have children, she'll have a child. That's the Nix of an Israzer. Oh, so. Doesn't agree with that? Doesn't agree with that. No, it doesn't agree with that. He follows probably the other opinion. Or he, yeah. Pashas, he follows the other opinion. Ravi Shmuel says, "No way." Im Kain yistu kolakaris viyifkedu v'zuva halenev inister hefsida. Then all the women who can't have children, they'll just make themselves saitas. They'll have they'll have children, and the and the women who are tzadikis tzakaniyes who don't have children, they'll they'll be punished because they keep the Torah. No way. No way. The Torah would offer as a reward for doing an avera a miracle. No way. No. No, you're referring to Chana. It's the Gemara in fifth parak of Brachas. That Chana said that, according to one opinion, that if Hashem, if you don't give me a child, I will make myself a Sota. And then the Gemara over there says, But according to Rav Yishmael, and the Gemara says, You're right, according to Rav Yishmael, there's no Chadish. But it's Mamash this Gemara. So the Gemara says, It says Rav Yishmael, what does it mean? It's not a Chadish. It just means that kids will be healthier. If, they, if the, birth, the childbirth was painful, it won't be painful. If the children were short, they'll be tall. If they were dark complexion, they'll be light complexion. If they were a girl, they'll be boys. The point is, it means that they'll be, you'll have superior children, but not that you'll actually have a child if you're not Zaycha. So that's, that, that's the two opinions as to how to understand the Nixon and Nizar Zara. You see, boys are superior here. It does seem to be that way. Uh, um, by the way, okay. Yeah, I would assume a darker complexion. Yeah. Um, okay. Now we're going to run through. Basically, we're just going to analyze that long brace that we had and just quick boom, boom, boom to try to you know add horrors. The Mishnah, the brace has said that the wife of a mamzer who's married to a mamzeres, mamzer to mamzeres, is a sota drinks. So the says pshita, yeah, posh it. Why not? It's, there's no iser in this marriage. That a mamzer is supposed to marry a mamzeris. So ma'u to say ma'fu livish. You might think that yes. While there's no iser, why would we want more mamzerim? And why would we want to extend? Meaning maybe while the Torah says it's permissible for them to get married, we're not like we want. We don't want more mamzerim in the world. So we shouldn't necessarily want them to drink and go back to this marriage. Commercial no. If there's no iser, there's no iser. Okay, weiter. The wife of a geir. And the wife of basically a giyiris and the wife of a ger drinks. So I said, Pshita, yeah, why not? Well, why would the Jews? Mao the same Madabra El Bene Yisrael, because the Apostle says Bene Yisrael, you might think Vilaygeir, and that excludes people who join the fold. Kamash Malan. No. 
They're able to be a saita. And so how do you know that Gerim are tak included? It does say B'nai Yisrael, which B'nai Yisrael could exclude Gerim. The answer is Vyamarta is Riboy. The word Vyamarta is inclusive and it's to include Gerim. Aishas Kayan. Then the Mishnah said, the Brisa said that the wife of a Kayan drinks. This is the Mishnah. The wife of a Kayan drinks. Go back to the Mishnah. That uh, that if a Kayan's wife is a Sota, she drinks. The Gemara says, Yeah, it's Pasha. Why not? <laughs> Why not? The answer is Mao, the same of Nispasa Asura Hanispasa Mutares. I'll tell you why. When the the Drasha of a Saita says that the woman is secluded, the Pasuk says, and she committed adultery, she's guilty. But if she didn't commit adultery, the Hilainisbas and she was not attacked, meaning she lived willingly, then she's Usr. The implication of the Pasik is that if she was raped, she'd be mutter. The halacha is that the wife of a Kayan who's attacked is also Usr. So you might think that the Torah is excluding Isaita's wife from drinking. Because the implication is that the waters, you'll be innocent as long as you were not attacked. Meaning, but if you were attacked, you'll be innocent. But that's not true by the wife of a Kayan. Because while she didn't she won't die, but the marriage is off if she was attacked. So you might think that because the Pasuk makes a distinction between rape and non-rape, you might think that it's excluding Kehanim. Kamashwala, no. Then the Mishnah says, not only does she drink, but if she's innocent, she's mutter to her husband. She goes back to being married. So Gemara says, yeah, well, what's the, it's Pashit. Well, why would I think yeah? Yeah. This is very interesting. The case is Misnavna. Here's the case. You have the wife of a Kayan who drinks the waters, and instantly her limbs start to be affected. And the Chiddush of the Mishnah is, she's innocent, she gets to go home. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. I thought if her limbs are affected, that's a sign that she's guilty. Well, we would say maybe like, but if you see that the limbs are being affected, how could you say that she's innocent? Well, what do you mean? Isn't, if, if her body is being affected at all, isn't that a sign that the waters are checking her and she's guilty? So the answer is, the answer is, her body is being affected, but not her thigh and not her stomach, which are the two spots the Torah says will be affected, meaning she drinks, and all of a sudden her arms get affected, her legs, but not the parts of the body that the Torah says will be affected, she's mutter. I, her body's affected, coincidence. Coincidence, stress, it's not the waters, because the Torah says that Beten and Yerach are going to be the parts that are going to be affected. So you'll say to yourself, okay, it's a coincidence, but why would that happen? You might think that really she was raped. So therefore the Torah doesn't want her to like, the Torah wants her to, like people to realize that the marriage is off. Not that she's guilty of death, but because she was raped. Meaning if she was guilty of death, like normally by Eishas Yisrael, there's just yes or no. Adultery, death. Any other form of relations, meaning a raped, mutter. But the wife of a Kayin is this third category because there's mutter, there's adultery, and then there's, she's not going to get the death penalty, but marriage is off. So you might think that if limbs are affected, that's the Torah's way of saying, she's not guilty, but the marriage should be off. Kamash Malan, no. Kamash Malan, if the thigh and the stomach are not affected, it's a coincidence, mamish. The Gemara says, You might think that she actually committed adultery. And why is the water not affecting the classic parts of the body that it should? Because she was really attacked. And because she's the wife of a and her marriage should be off. Kamash, well, no. 
If it's it's mamish a coincidence, it's a nisayin. It's not those parts of the body. I don't care if her legs and arms are affected instantly. It's stress or it's coincidence. That, that's the point of the mission. Yeah, because if it's Yisrael, then it's for sure. Then the Mishnah said, the wife of a Sris, now a Sris is someone, he's able to live with his wife physically, like an erection, he's able to, but no Zerah will come out in a way that will lead to children. So the Mishnah says, such a person, his wife drinks. It's like, yeah, Pshita, well, why not? You might think, that because the Pasuk says that she lived with another man as opposed to her husband, which implies that her husband has to be able to live like every other man, which is to have, uh, uh, to have uh, uh, relations that can lead to children. Kamash Malan, no. The relations do not have to lead to children. Even if the man is impotent, the, 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 the entire process of Sota still applies. Okay. And your husband is someone who's able to have children? You might think that because the Pasuk describes living with the adulterer as opposed to the husband, that just like the adulterer we assume is able to have children, you might think that the husband also has to be able to, come on, no, as long as it's considered a bia in halacha, then, then, then and, and, and the husband's able to have bia, then, then she's a sota. Maybe other guy? Yeah, instead of the husband, so someone else. Now, then the Mishnah said that you could warn the subject of the warning, again, there's, you know, there's the husband and wife, and then there's don't seclude with that guy. That guy could be any Arias, except for a Katan and Misha Eno Ish. We'll get to Misha Eno Ish in a little bit. But any Arias can be included, which, by the way, that means that if a man doesn't, man says to his wife, I don't want you warning with your father, I don't want you secluding with your father, and she does, she's a Sultan. Meaning, even though there's no Shash, uh, uh, you know, there's really no concern that she's going to have relations with her father. But if you say, I, I don't want you, that then, by the way, that's how the Rishonim explained back to the Gemara with Chana, that Chana threatened to be a Saita. So, so the Rabbeinu Yonah says, what do you mean? She's threatening to have Isra Yichud? It's Asa Deraisa. The answer is, he, he says that she was going to get uh, her husband to warn her about her father. Mm-hmm. There's no Isra Yichud with her father, but you could be a Saita. That's the idea of Kol so the Gemara says, what's the Chiddush? And that's a way for somebody to get pregnant. That's going to be there. Correct. That's exactly, that's why Chana, and that's, that's why, Chana, that was the threat of Chana. So the Gemara says, Pshita, okay, it's Pasha, go to the next page. What's the Chiddush? That if you warn her not to seclude with her father, and she does, she's a Sotai. The answer is, we know that when a woman secludes with the man, in addition for her to being usher with her husband, she's also usher with the guy. She can never marry the guy. You might think that the whole parsha only applies to someone who was mutter till the seclusion, then became usher with the seclusion. But her father, who she was never allowed to marry from before or after, is not affected. Her isser to him is unaffected by the seclusion. You might think that that there's uh, that it's not included in being the boil. Kamashwala no. Any person that you're not allowed to be with, that you say, don't, don't seclude, can make a sota. Except a katan and misha eno ish. So katan is pretty posh. Ish amarachman of lay katan, because the Pasuk says ish, which excludes a katan. So we know a katan's out because the Pasuk says you seclude with an ish. He's not an ish. They fine? Well, no, if he's over nine, it would, it would be a problem, I believe. But... Because the Pasuk specifically says regarding the seclusion that if you warn her for an ish, 
An ish excludes a katan. No, apparently not. The Gemara at the end of the Yomun is going to prove that it's not necessarily that there's still certain Gzirsakasav rules. This is one of them. Now, the second one could be it's not considered znos. Actually, now that I think about it, you'll get the death penalty. Uh, uh, no, I th- uh, if a kid's 11 years old and he lives with a married woman, is her marriage off? I have to check that out. I thought it was. I thought it is in those. Yeah, it could be. I think it could be a machlekestanoim. Why would kinnisir not be a problem if it was a problem? No, no, no. But that could, it could be just because there's a cost of the person because saying just don't uh, don't seclude. It has to be an ish. Or it could be following that opinion. I have to check it out. So the Gemara says. Then it says another person that if you warn her not to seclude, it won't be a problem. Is misha eno ish? Well, what what is that? So the Gemara says, ish What is Misha Eno Ish? So this is going to be like four attempts. Attempt number one, shachuf. Now, Shachuf is a man who, that part of the body, he could only have an erection for a very short period of time. So it's not, he's not healthy in that area. So you might think that that's what it's referring to. He's not just someone, he's not a Sris. A Sris is someone who can have regular relations, but just the Zerah will not lead to children. This guy can't really have full relations. Now, so you're going to say that's the case. So that guy is named John, and the husband says, don't seclude with John. So it's not a problem, because they can't really live together anyway. Here's the problem. First of all, they can. Meaning, if she were to have adultery with that man, that would end their marriage. Even if it's not a regular relations, that would end the marriage. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Shmuel specifically said that if the, the adulterer is a shachuf, that is a sota. And if a woman, let's say, and let's say he's a guy, forget about a sota, let's say he's a guy, and she's a bas, bas Yisrael, and she lives with him, she's pasal kahuna, because that's considered a bia. And that's why Shmuel said that you make a sota. So why would you say, um, what, so how could, how could that be with the Mishnah? It's not true. Now, let's analyze for a second. So it said that a shachuf, it makes a sota, and if he lives with a woman, she's pasla kahuna. If he's the type that would pasla kahuna, let's just analyze this why. Mekana yada pshita. So first of all, it says that you make a sota. It's pashit. Ma'od the same of a shachav ishosa shichvas zera amarachmana v'alav b'harachigu kamash molan. Because the pasuk specifically says the adulterer lives with her shichvas zera. Shichvas zera implies a regular bia that could lead, that could at least have zera come out of the man. This person can't have zera come out of him. No, 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 he doesn't have it all. So Shachov doesn't have it all. So you might think that because it's not included, Kamash no, it makes a sota. And none. And then the Pasuk says, and then the Brysa said that not only to make a sota, if he's a guy and she's a woman, she's Pasal Kuhuna if they live together. Just stop. You know, Upaisa Bachuma, Pshita, it's Pashit. Maud is saying, Loy Chal Zaroy Amrachmana Disley, Zara Lichal, the Lesley, Zara Loy Lichal, Kamash Malan. Because when the Pasuk describes a woman who's Pasal Kuhuna, it says, Lo zaroi. She shouldn't disqualify her children, which implies, maybe, that the relations had to be someone that Zerah comes out. Come on, Shalom, no. So how does this answer the question on, from Shalom? No, I'm saying it's not. This is just explaining Shmuel's opinion. So the point is, so we're back to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that if you warn about Mishay no Ish, it's not a Sotan. It can't be a Shachov, because a Shachov makes a Sotan. So attempt number one is out. So let's go to attempt number two. Elamute Goy. Mishay no Ish is a Goy. Meaning, if you warn your wife, don't seclude with a guy, she's not a sota. Here's the problem. 
Yeah, she is. <laughs> of course it's a sota. That's a relations that if you live with her, it's specifically says that if you seclude with a guy, it makes a sota. And if a guy lives with a Bas Yisrael, it passes betruma. So how could uh, so it's not what the Mishnah means? Now let's just explain Rav Hamnuna for a minute. Mekana yada pshita. What's the chiddush that Rav Hamnuna says that if you make that a guy can make a sota? Maud the same nitma nitma shnei pamim ech lebav ech leboal heichan to kemitzer b'hasnus avol halal v'sur v'kaimim aloi. We had this before that you might think that it only makes a sota for a man that the seclusion itself created an iser, but a guy who's always aser maybe is not included. Kamashmala, no. So it makes a sota. And the second one, the second statement of Amnuna is that if a guy lives with a Jewish woman, she's Pasla Kahuna. Which is, by the way, obviously how we paskin. What's the Chiddush? Mahu, the same, you might think, the Pasuk describes the Psal Kahuna for Kisia. Sihia obviously means relations, but it's also a euphemism for marriage. Tia is Havaya, it means halachic marriage. You might think it might, has to be someone that you could marry conceptually. No, that's not the pshat. The apostle, no, meaning you can't marry a guy. The kedusha is not typhus. So you might think that the psalkuna only applies to a woman, a relationship that there could be kedushin, and a guy you can never have kedushin. No, that's not what the pasuk means. And rather, a guy could passel. As Rav Yochanan explained, Rav Yochanan Shmuel, how do I know that if a guy lives with a Jewish woman, she's pasul kahuna? We had this before. The halacha is that if a, a kohen, a bas kohen, marries a Yisrael, right? Then while she's married to the Yisrael, she can't eat truma. Yeah, but then when the 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 Yisrael divorces her. She goes back to her father's house and can't eat truma. It says that's the pasuk. Kisial mano ugrusha when she's a widow or a divorcee. That implies that she only goes back to eating truma if she's widowed or divorced. But a guy who can't you can't widow or divorce from a guy because the marriage was never recognized. So you never go back to being truma eating truma. So it passes you forever. Meaning, the implication is she could only go back to eating truma if she lived with this person who she could divorce from. But a guy who you can't divorce from because the marriage was never recognized, there's no such thing as gerishin, because there's no such thing as kedushin for a guy, you never go back. As she's single, she still has ramifications. Correct. So, back, okay, so we're trying to figure out. The Mishnah said, Misheno Ish it does not make a sota. So, attempt number one is shachov. Nope. Attempt number two is goy. Nope. So, now attempt number three, and this is the conclusion. Elamute mai, amrapap, elamute behema. A, an animal. Meaning, if a man warns his wife, don't seclude with that animal, it does not make a sota. Why? Dumb Rav Papa. Uh, Rav Papa's opinion is, if a woman were to live with an animal, it's not znus. Meaning, it's the death penalty, but it's not considered in illicit relations. Meaning, that she's not posle kahuna. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not a znus. It's a relationship that the Torah says will get you the death penalty. Sort of, Kishaf also gets you the death penalty, but it's not Znus. So therefore, if you warn her not to seclude with an animal, it's not, that's not the Sota, because it's not a relation that's not called Znus. There's no Yichim. 
How do I know that if a person lives with an animal, it's not considered znus? Again, it has halachic ramifications that'll get you the that'll get you the death penalty, but it's not considered as znus. How do I know this? The tchsev, as the pasuk says, the pasuk says, you shall not bring the following things as a carbon. Esnan zona. Esnan zona means that if you pay a zona with a sheep. That's the payment for the prostitution. You're not allowed to bring it as a carbon. And mechir kelev, which means that if you swap an anim, a, a sheep for a dog, it's dumb, a sheep for a dog, then, then it's, uh, you also can't bring that. So there's two things you can't bring as a carbon. One is swapping a sheep for a dog, and one is payments for a lady uh, with a sheep. Those are the two things. So the Gemara says, Vitanya, what about the opposite? What if you reverse it? Esnan kelev mechir zaina. What if I, I trade a zaina for a, for, a, for a sheep? In the slave trade. The halach is that sheep can be. And what if instead of paying a zaina for a sheep, I pay a zaina to live with a dog? So the, the payment is a zaina to live with a dog. So the halacha is that sheep also can be, because that's not called znus. So that's, that's the proof. Okay. Only those two cases, which is payment for a man with a zaina or swapping a sheep for a dog, but swapping a zaina for a, a, for, a, for, a, for a sheep, or paying a zaina to live with a dog, that, 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 that you, could, uh, you could use that as a carbon, because it's not called znus. Okay, just one last sogya. We said before that, shikhva, that a shechin, who's someone that can't, zera does not come out of him, it still makes a sota. And the Gemara said, why would I think it wouldn't? Because it said Sheikh Vazera, and you might think Sheikh Vazera it, it, it excludes that. Kamash no. Let me ask you a question. If Sheikh Vazera is not excluding that, then what does Sheikh Vazera teach you? Meaning, if Sheikh Vazera, if you don't actually have to have Zera come out of the person for it to have a relation to be Negev for a Sota, then what's the purpose of the word Sheikh Vazera? Bela Sheikh Vazera Lamali, what does Sheikh Vazera teach you? It's it's te- it's needed for the following thing. Shikhvazera pratla davaracha. Shikhvazera excludes something. My davaracha, what does it exclude? Amrav Sheshis, Pratla Shekina Lashloy Kedarka. It means that if you warn her to be a sota, Shaloy Kedarka, you warn her, say, right? Warning means you say to her, don't go into that room and have relations with that man. What if you say, don't have relations, Shaloy Kedarka, which is living in a way with a part of the body that uh, will not lead to children? No, I say don't go in there to, to, to have relations. So if you say don't go in there to have relations, no, that's not a salta. So the question is, why not? If you live with a woman, it's the death penalty. It's considered znus. So what's the difference? So the Gemara says, But it's the same in halacha. There's no difference between living with a woman, so what's the difference? So why would I be if I want a shalaykadarka makes it worse? What's the difference? So, okay, you're right. Rabbi says, you know what the case is? You warned her, don't seclude in order, I'm sorry, you didn't say don't seclude, you said don't, 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 don't hug the guy. Derechivarim means physical contact, that's not relations. Don't snuggle, don't hug the guy, don't, don't hug the guy. Correct, meaning you warn her not to, not to, you don't warn her, don't seclude to have relations, you say, don't, 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 don't touch the guy. Oh, so the Gemara is going to ask that. What would the have to be? Because it's, it's not. the Gemara says, "Amalei I understand it's inappropriate to do that. No, no one would think that it's good for a married woman to be hugging another man. But that's not 
relation. So why? Do I need the Torah to tell me that that does not make a sota? Of course it doesn't make a sota. You said, instead of saying don't seclude with the guy, you said, don't, don't give the guy a hug. And you did. Oh, come on, you're not a sota. Of course not. Why? That's not, that's not, uh, that's not, that's not Zabiya. So why, why, why do you think it is? No, it's considered Krevel Arayas. It's not Snus. So even if it's an Issa Arayas, it's still, still not Snus. So why would, why would I think? The Gemara's going to get to that. So the Gemara says, okay, Elam Rabbi, the cases where you warrant her don't have Nashika. Nashika is touching of the Evarim. Uh, it's, not, it's not inserting the Evar into that body, but the touching of the, of the Evarim. And if you say, don't do that, that's not a Sota, because that's not really Usr. The Gemara says, well, that's not so posh. That's only true if Nashika is not a Maisabiya. But there are opinions that hold that if a, a, a man does that to a married woman, it gets you the death penalty. So, why would, what are you talking about? So, the Gemara says, you're right. Go back to the original shot. The case is you warn her, instead of you warn her not to seclude to have relations, you say you warn her not to hug a man. Don't touch the guy. And she did. And Kamash on the Chiddush of the Pasuk is that it's not a Sota. So we asked the Kasha, what do you mean? Uma, so we, we asked the Kasha, why would I think that that would be a problem? That's not Bia. The answer is, You might think that the whole point of warning is the husband is not happy about this action. And the husband is upset. You might think that that's enough. Kamash no. Meaning, Rashi says, meaning, it could be that you might think that when the Pasuk says don't seclude, it doesn't actually have to be a seclusion. It's just that we just want the husband to be upset enough that he's unhappy about what's going on with this person. So maybe by him warning not to give her a hug, and she did, that's enough that the husband's upset enough that there's something going on here. No, it has to be an actual warning of seclusion, and if there's no warning of seclusion, it does not make us out. I will stop here.